Hello fellow adventurers and welcome to the Nerd Lab, where we transform our gaming passion into incredible game designs and learn how to nerd like a boss. My name is Marvin and I'm an ambitious game designer on my quest to develop a cooperative fantasy card game. For this podcast, my vision is to take you with me on this exciting journey. Together we will explore the secrets of different game mechanics and reach the next level as a game designers. So, for many independent board and card game designers, um, yeah, licensing their game is probably the best way um, to see their creation yeah, come to life and get out into the wild. But most aspiring designers and maybe even aspiring publishers um, do not have a lot of experience with, um, yeah, let's say, licensing contracts. So the terms can be oftentimes very confusing and many designers yeah, are afraid of being yeah, taken advantage of when they um, uh, contact a publisher and um, negotiate a licensing contract. As most of you know, um, I'm currently working on a game with the working title Duelist and uh, Christian, my co-designer, and I, we have um, different interests. Um, while he wants to focus on game design, I am also yeah, very much interested in the publishing aspect of games. And that's why we decided that I alone would be the publisher, bringing the game to Kickstarter. And um, yeah, so he can focus on the design aspect of the game and maybe even um, new design designs for other games. And um, yeah, in order to do so, we of course also need some kind of licensing uh, agreement between um, him as a designer and myself as a yeah, co-designer and, um, but more importantly, the publisher of the game then. And since this is also my first publishing contract um, that I'm signing, I've spent a bit of time um, on the subject and yeah, wanted to share with you my findings um, so that someone of you might, uh, might benefit from it. But um, what I will keep... Um, Secret is uh, the details of, um, of our very specific contract. Um, but I would like to focus a little bit more on, the, um, on a general approach um, where we can talk about um, what kind of topics should be regulated in such contract and um, what different of options um, can you see in the market, which ones are um, happening more often, more frequently. So this is the kind of uh, focus I want to have for this episode today. That means if you have any questions like um, what is expected of me as a designer and yeah, what can I expect uh, of the publisher um, on the other side or what do fair conditions look like or um, what are your rights um, but also responsibilities as a designer and how much do I earn as a designer, what is my share and when do I receive the payment. And um, other questions consider things like, do I have any say about the theme or the name of the game? Or is this, uh, do I hand all of that over to the publisher? So if this is something that um, you're interested in and that might be important for you, uh, maybe now or in the future for a contract, um, then I think this episode is, um, is for you and you will get some value out of it. Okay, let's start with maybe talking about why you need um, a license contract. And um, yeah, I would say usually a contract is made when yeah, when the author of the game and the publisher, when they somehow agreed to um, 
to team up to publish the game. That typically happens when you um, showed your game to the publisher and they like it and um, you discussed the first few um, few things, how to bring this game to market and um, yeah, agree on more or less the, the overarching goal and um, maybe the, the first steps to do. And once you have, um, have these, um, this, this agreement, um, the contact is really important because it has some kind of binding effect. It, uh, it covers all the rights and obligations um, for both parties. And um, it can also serve as a, or it serves as a reference to, um, to what was agreed upon. And um, it covers thereby the most, uh, yeah, most of the practical aspects of um, how this collaboration should look like. So it does not only help the, the publisher to be sure that... Um, He is the only one allowed to publish the game in the future. Um, but it does also um, help you as a designer to be sure that the publisher um, spends enough effort to bring this game to the uh, to market and so on and so on. And that you get paid for it, of course. It also clarifies um, how much you get paid for the games that are sold, um, when you get paid for it and um, under which circumstances you get your license back so that you could move on with another publisher or self-publish or coming up with expansions um, and so on. It is just very important to um, have a common understanding of all eventualities and to record them in a yeah, legally binding document. And that's what um, the licensing agreement with the publisher actually is. Before we start talking about uh, money and royalties and uh, what else you will get as a designer, let's first uh, focus a bit on what you're actually licensing to the publisher. Um, of course, the, the main aspect is definitely the board game, card game, or whatever kind of game you designed that you want to, um, to publish. But... Um, in many cases, it's uh, what what you are going to license is a bit more than that, um, because you could also also um, or that the publisher could also ask for um, for a, a digital um, version, for example, of of your game. So you might uh, license that um, in the same contract, um, and also um, this could uh, include stuff like expansions of your game. Or um, localized versions of the game. Are you just uh, licensing the English version for, I don't know, North America? Or are you also licensing um, worldwide rights to publish the game? That is a, a very different animal. And um, so is it with uh, digital implementations or um, even accessories for the game. So what about uh, if the publisher wants to print, I don't know, t-shirts or so um, with the logo of the game? Um, I think you as a designer should also get some kind of share um, for that. But um, I think the, the publisher should have the rights to do so. But it really depends on um, the publisher and what he wants and also on, um, on you as a designer. Maybe you don't want a digital version of your game or you want to have the chance to um, license that to another publisher or do it by yourself. So um, this is, all of this is definitely um, part of the negotiation But um, that's, that's important that you both have the same understanding of what the product that you are licensing actually is. So this is something that you typically define in the very beginning of the contract. Okay, then um, once you have identified or clarified what kind of uh, product you are licensing, um, you can 
of course, define what the royalties will be. And um, royalties really are just the money that the publisher pays to the author in exchange um, for the right to yeah, to sell the game or um, the product that you defined. And this um, usually has the kind, the form of uh, some form of uh, recurring payment, um, whose amount is uh, based on something you define. For example, the um, total sales of the game um, of a certain period, um, or the um, the amount of uh, copies printed by the by the publisher. So there can be different uh, things agreed here on. But um, all of them are can be understood more or less as royalties. The important question is, um, what is the basis to um, calculate the royalties? And the most common basis for royalties is um, the cross-sales um, revenue of the publisher. And um, then the author really receives a percentage of that money um, which the publisher received from selling the game to, for example, um, distributors, wholesalers, retailers, uh, but also customers directly, maybe via a website or so. Um, and um, there, from from this from this uh, revenue, the author gets a percentage that they both of them have have agreed on, and this can be somewhere between, let's say. 3 and 10 percent and um, it really depends on um, a few things what kind of percentage you will get as a as a designer it depends of course on first of all on the negotiation um, that you um, having with the publisher but um, there are some arguments let's say um, that will help you to to get more or um, will lead to you getting less a percentage. So if you are a super famous uh, author that has designed multiple games that uh, are super successful and um, the game will probably sell just by printing your name on the box, um, that's probably a good argument to um, ask for some more percentages. But um, if, you, if this is maybe your first game that you want to publish um, or you're less known, um, you probably will end up on the lower range of the percentage. And um, also things like how far is the game developed? Uh, this also um, has um, an important uh, uh, role for the for the um, the number of uh, percentages that you will get. Though, for example, let's say you are um, also an artist and uh, you. Um, hand over the game with uh, fully fledged out um, artwork and box cover and what else uh, to consider and maybe even a prepared Kickstarter campaign uh, page and so on. Um, this will of course lead to um, um, to high percentage because the the publisher has less work to do, and um, there are a lot of different models in this. Um, in this uh, area for the royalties. So um, let's say the most common percentage is something between 5 and 8% from the numbers that I have found. And there really is a very nice um, um, couple of infographics um, on that topic from um, Cardboard Edison, um, which I will refer here to, and you will find the link in the show notes as well. So what they found out, it's a bit outdated so it's from 2000 
14, I think, the um, the numbers, the latest ones, but um, I think it's still a um, very good overview. So they found out that um, 48%, so almost half of the contracts that they researched, um, have some kind of flat percentage of the um, game's wholesale price. But you can um, also, instead of uh, using the wholesale price, you could also take the retail price. So that is um, the price that the game is actually sold for in the game stores and not the the kind of money that the publisher gets from selling it to a retailer. So that is typically is a value that is like 50% or so. So retailers get the products 50% cheaper and um, depending on what kind of basis you use to calculate um, your royalties as a designer later on, you of course um, get another number. So if you um, have an, a contract that uh, uses the retail price as a basis and not the um, the wholesale price, um, the the numbers are of course um, lower. So because the retail price is higher, um, that means you have something like between one and six percent of the retail price. Um, and you can have a look in the in the um, in the link so that you can see all the dis the complete distribution um, for the different uh, models. Um, and um, there are also other models, for example, mentioned, for example, something like um, that the percentage um, um, rises based on how many units are sold. So if the game is really, really successful, you will get more um, money, more percentages. And um, for example, there are also models where you get um, a flat amount per unit. So let's say if you if the publisher prints 1,000 copies, you get um, I don't know 20, 50 percent, uh, 50 cent or so, or maybe in euro per copy or five euros, depending on really depending on what the what the price is that you um, um, the the custom uh, the the publishers will sell the game for. Um, but it's it's a flat amount. It's not a percentage, um, and it's not from based on the. Um, on the retail price or the wholesale price, it really is dependent on the um, number of uh, copies printed. So this is um, also possible, um, even so it's not um, as common. What else um, is to say about royalties? Um, there could also be models where the royalty is not based on the revenue of the publisher, but on the profit, which actually is um, a bit tricky because you as a designer do not really have uh, have any say about what uh, the publisher decides to use as cost for the project. So that means, um, let's say, if he buys uh, five new computers and uh, in his bookings uh, declares that these are very important to um, market the game, that will lower his profit um, and um, therefore will lower the basis of which you get your royalties. And um, this is, uh, I think, a bit messy. So I would not like to have such a, um, that's a, that's a thing in my contract when I'm the designer um, and the publisher puts this in there. I would probably ask for, for something different. Okay, let's um, let's make a short example. Um, let's use some simple numbers so that it's easy to uh, to understand. Let's say you produced a game um, together with a publisher that um, is sold for twenty euros. 
so MSRP is 20 euros and um, it is sold via a retailer so the publisher sells the game to the retailer for 50% so he sells it for 10 euros um, that means the um, 10 euros are the profit the wholesale price of the um, publisher and um, if you agreed on let's take an easy maybe too high number you get uh, 10% of the wholesale price that would mean for each copy sold to the retailer you would get one euro um, and with the same let's say the same um, royalty agreement is used if the publisher is on some kind of uh, convention um, selling the product directly to the consumer or maybe via his website um, where he sells the product for 20 euro directly to the consumer without some kind of retailer in between. That would mean the profit of the whole uh, of the publisher is no longer 10 euro, but 20 euro. And that would also mean for you that you get um, the 10% of this 20 euro, um, which would be, of course, 2 euro instead of 1 euro. And um, this, this um, is why this model is probably um, used so often, because it's, um, it's easy, it is fair, and um, you as a designer participate if the publisher um, earns more money. And that is actually, um, I think, a very fair model. Okay, and then there are some different ways of, um, let's say, paying the, um, the designer once you have an agreement of the royalties. So, for example, it could be some kind of monthly payment or quarterly payment or... Um, half year period depending on maybe even depending on the accounting of the publisher um, but how this typically works is that the publisher prepares some kind of um, report at the end of the period which could be monthly or quarterly or whatsoever and um, in this uh, sales report, um, he will report to you um, the number of so uh, sales, so how many games have been sold to um, at which price. And based on that, you will um, also he will also um, calculate your royalties and pay you that money. In some contracts, um, I think there's also a number in the um, in this study. Let me have a look. Yes, here. So in some um, amount of uh, contracts, some designers get an advance, so a payment that is upfront. Um, I think if I look at this uh, graphic here, it says that 51% of the designers do not get any advance. Um, and then the numbers are heavily spread between $1 and $1,000. So most of them getting $1,000 um, as an advance. And how this works, um, it's more like an upfront payment that is then um, taken out of your future royalty payments. So um, you get um, a bit of money early on, but um, then um, the publisher only has to pay you once your um, royalties um, exceed the, the payment that you got in the beginning as an advance. One more thing that um, I would like to mention is um, that most contracts have also some um, paragraph for uh, complementary copies. That means um, when the publisher 
um, starts a giveaway or so, um, or um, use uh, get, give away some free copies of the game for reviewers or at conventions for marketing purposes. Uh, he does not uh, make any profit by that. So that means there is typically also no share for the um, for the designer, and that is something that the publisher typically. Um, writes into the into the contract so that um, this is just very clear um, and oftentimes also there is a paragraph that um, um, states that the designer gets i don't know one copy five copies ten copies um, or what else, what number you can think of um, of each version of the game for free and um, sometimes it's um, also mentioned that the designer has a right to buy games for the production cost plus i don't know value added tax and shipping for example but he gets a gets a discount when he wants to buy um, his own game which is I don't know, from my perspective just uh, a very fair thing to do um, just one more thing with regards to the um the payments and royalties um, typically the author must uh, deal with tax stuff and uh, and so on of his personal income himself so that's not something that is um, part of the publishing licensing agreement so that is just something that you need to figure out yourself um, how to deal with it the next important thing in such a contract is um, the duration of the license and um, yeah the extent of the rights um, and oftentimes the um, contract has a duration of, I don't know, three years, five years, ten years um, from um, the time when the game uh, gets released or from the time when the um, contract is signed. And um, most of the time it also um, that the contract is automatically renewed for a similar time or maybe a shorter time um, after the initial period um, is over and if the contract has not been um, terminated by one of the parties and um, the duration is maybe not even the most important thing of this um, area of the contract it's more like the um, the termination um, rules so there are a lot of different ways that a contract can be terminated um, by either party um, and this is really important because it gives you as a designer a big of a a bit of a um, a fallback solution so if the publisher for some reason doesn't deliver as you um, as you expect um, it gives you the chance to terminate the contract and try with another publisher just as an example um, and the same way with the publisher. He can also um, terminate the contract if uh, some of the responsibilities of the designers have not been met. And um, in that area, all kind of phrases can be um, added. So let me give you just some examples. The most often uh, used one based on that um, Cardboard Edison survey is... Um, if the game hasn't published uh, within a certain amount of time of the contract being signed. And that can be um, a time frame of one, between one and five years or so. So if the publisher somehow fails to publish the game, you could um, then um, terminate the contract and the rights would reverse to you as the designer. Um, another phrase is um, if the publisher ceases business, 
this would also be a termination reason um, and um, or within a certain amount um, of time um, of the final print run or also if a, a Kickstarter campaign would fail um, or it could also be um, a termination reason for the um, publisher if the Kickstarter campaign isn't successful then either either one the publisher or the um, designer could terminate the contract um, or if you um, agreed on a specific stock or so you could say um, once that stock has been sold completely um, this is also a reason um, um, when the rights should reverse to the designer and um, let's say you have i don't know um, agreed on a certain number of units um, that need to be sold um, in a certain time period it could also be a reason to um, um, to terminate the contract. So, for example, if the publisher fails to print at least, I don't know, 1,000 copies of the game um, for um, a period of three years. Another reason to terminate the contract could be that the um, publisher fails to pay the uh, compensation for the designer. So, as you can see, there can be a lot of... Uh, reasons to terminate the contract even though i think in reality it doesn't happen too often um, it is a good thing to have them agreed on in the um, in the contract another question that um, can be um, or should be in the contract is how um, to handle sublicensing that happens when the publisher decides to sublicense your game to another publisher who might help to um, sell a local version um, somewhere where the publisher has no footprint in the market and in that case um, there are different ways of handling it for example um, it could be that the um, designer just receives a um, um, a percentage of the royalty that then the publisher gets from the sub-publisher. So that should be agreed on. Um, it could be that just the same um, rights apply to the international publisher that you have agreed on, um, or it could be way more specific than that. Um, but um, oftentimes, so I think uh, maybe 30 to 50% or so of the contracts um, do not cover this topic at all. So, um, yeah, just, uh, just as information. Something that you almost always uh, see in the contract um, is that the um, author's name, the designer's name, will be printed on the product. Uh, I think that's uh, yeah, just a, a common thing to do in the industry. So um, I don't see any reason why this should not be in the contract. And um, oftentimes you also see that um, the final say of any kind of decision regarding the product is um, written down in the contract. So, um, for example, including uh, the theme or um, the mechanisms of the game or the name or the art, graphic design or marketing strategy. Um, sometimes or often you have a phrase that the publisher has the final say about these topics just um, to make sure that um, yeah, someone at the end is able to decide how to move forward. And um, uh, some 
if one of those things is very important for you as a designer, you can of course uh, negotiate that and ask, um, okay, I want to have the final the final say um, with the name, or I'm so in love with my mechanisms, um, I want to make sure that the publisher cannot change them. If this is important for you, um, yeah, just why why don't ask the publisher and make uh, uh, make your point and say that you want to keep that in the co uh, the contract. And then they they can have the say the final say of I don't know the marketing strategy or so, but you want to be the one who decides about the name and the mechanisms. I think this should be something that is uh, negotiable with the with the publisher, depending on their size, maybe. Mm, and yeah, I think this was everything that I wanted to talk about today. Just a little bit of um, insight. What. Uh, I was uh, researching the last couple of weeks and um, yeah, wanted to share this information with you. So um, in the end, it's most of it is about um, royalties and the level of um, creative control that you uh, keep over your game. And um, this really is something that depends on your personal preferences. And um, of course, the publisher that you are negotiating with so i hope this was um, at least helpful for you out there and um, until next week keep negotiating and nerd like a boss goodbye